0: This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Commonwealth Engineers. Commonwealth Engineers helps communities with their most challenging water resource needs. We take a holistic approach, including technical, financing, regulatory, and operations considerations. To our existing client communities, thank you for your trust. To those we have not yet had the pleasure to work with, please contact us to discuss how we can be of assistance. Visit us at CommonwealthEngineers.com. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program.
1: Welcome to Ames Hometown Innovations Podcast. I'm Matt Greller with you today and we're joined uh, in this episode by two of the state's uh, largest cities and the mayors of those uh, cities, Mayor Lloyd Winicky from Evansville and Mayor Joe Hogsett from Indianapolis. Uh, thank you both for joining us. My
2: pleasure. Glad to be with you.
1: Let's just get started. Keep it easy, uh, Mayor Winicky. What's been happening in Evansville? Anything exciting and fun that you'd like to share?
0: Well, we've had a lot of rain. A lot of
3: uh, and the rain's washing the pollen out of the air, so that's all really good. <laughs> so we can start to breathe. Uh, you know, it's it's been a really exciting spring for us. Uh, last October, we opened um, a, a great new exhibit at the Mesker Park Zoo and Botanic Garden, the Kenny Family Penguins of Patagonia exhibit. The first day of spring break this year was a really phenomenally mild day. We had 4,000 visitors to the zoo on our first day. So uh, folks are excited to get out and about and return to some sense of normalcy and we're pleased that they're doing it at someplace like our zoo.
1: Mayor Hogg said, I'm "Looking out the window here in Indianapolis today, as we're recording this, it's probably the prettiest day of the spring so far we're through the NCAA tournament. What else is going on in Indianapolis these days?
2: Well, I'll tell you, we've had uh, we've had some pretty exciting opportunities, as you just mentioned, Matt. I mean, uh, a year ago, we just celebrated the one-year anniversary of Indianapolis hosting the entire Division One." NCAA uh, March Madness Men's Basketball Tournament, which was uh, a very, very exciting thing, not just for the city alone, but a great step forward uh, that I think could be interpreted as Indianapolis creating momentum as we work out of the pandemic uh, and on to the other side. Uh, Of course, we hosted the National Collegiate Championship football game at Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, and Indianapolis, obviously, is a well-known convention destination city for sporting events. But most recently, and then I'll close uh, so that we can get into the discussion, we were very pr- uh, pleased and proud to announce that Elanco uh, has uh, decided to locate their global headquarters. Now, Elanco is the second largest animal health uh, conglomerate in the world, and um they just recently announced that they would be locating or relocating their global headquarters to downtown Indianapolis at the former site of the GM stamping plant, which for those who are familiar with Indianapolis is just south of the Indianapolis Zoo across the river off of Washington. And they're going to be taking up it's about 100 and 100 acre uh, A piece of land they're going to be using 55 acres as their global headquarters but what we're most excited about matt and i truly will close with this is how we develop the other 45 acres um, and what that's going to look like It, it, it literally will be the first time that the city of indianapolis's downtown has been able to go on the other side of the white river and so we're expanding the downtown's footprint Uh, in places that really heretofore we've never been able to have much of a presence. So a lot of good things happen in downtown. I share Mayor Winicky's desire to see both the winter and the pothole season uh, go into a construction season. Uh, We're looking forward to better weather and a great summer ahead.
1: Thank you both. I know, Mayor, that uh, facility or that piece of property has long been targeted for development, so it's great to see that, that happening here in Indianapolis. Maybe switch gears here just a little bit. You know, often on this podcast, we talk about quality of life initiatives, and we'll get into some of the more traditional ones here in a little bit, but one that we don't often consider or talk about in the context of quality of life is mental health. Mental health of our community, mental health of our city and town employees, Uh, And a lot of municipal officials around the state, mayors have put a real emphasis on bringing awareness, creating resources, providing resources. I know both of you have been active in that space. Uh, Maybe one of you start another chime in with some of the initiatives that are going on in your cities and and the emphasis that you've really placed on mental health and and why it's so important to making sure we have thriving communities.
3: Yeah, so before, Long before COVID, we, uh, I pulled together a number of organizations to sit around the table and try to identify the gaps in mental health services to our area. Uh, like Indianapolis, Evansville is a regional hub for healthcare. Uh, not as large, uh, clearly, but we're pulling in healthcare consumers from not just Southwest Indiana, but also Western Kentucky and Southeast Illinois. So it's imperative that we have uh, identified as many a gaps in service as possible so we can try and fill those gaps. So, uh, our mental health uh, teams have been uh, working together for some time. When COVID hit, and all of a sudden there was a, a, resource, a new resource of funding through the federal government, we really sat down and, and challenged our teams to figure out what we could do uh, with this money. So, recently, at our request, the Evansville City Council has appropriated $10 million of our ARP money to go to one of our nonprofit organization that's very active in, in mental health and healthcare in general, Southwest Behavioral Health. That $10 million will allow them to renovate two facilities that will create two new pieces of programming that or services that currently do not exist. One is a short-term residential treatment center for adults. Uh, particularly those who are maybe coming out off of a hospitalization or having some kind of crisis, a a 28 to 30 bed uh, facility uh, up to 35 to 40 days that would be renovated in downtown Evansville. The other facility, the other programming that they're gonna create as a result of our funding is a center for really for families who have children with dual mental health diagnoses. Right now, there's really no such facility in our region that allows a family to go uh, and and treat their their child that has multiple uh, diagnoses. So we're very excited about what that brings. We're also uh, working with uh, our largest homeless shelter. Uh, They are about to open a new uh, diversion center. So perhaps someone's walking on the street, they're uh, intoxicated, or they're having a mental health crisis of another kind. Instead of when they're encountered by law enforcement, instead of going to a hospital emergency room or to the Vandenberg County Jail, they can go to this diversion center for up to 23 hours where they will be evaluated by paramedics and and case managers. So the appropriate handoff to the right agencies can be addressed. So uh, we're really excited about that programming and the programming that. The local Easter Seals Rehabilitation Center offers for psychological testing. Some of our ARP money is going for that as well. Um, gotten really good feedback from our from the broader community about the city's decision to make these investments.
1: Great stuff, Mayor said I know you have an equally impressive resume of things going on in the mental health space here in Indy.
2: Yeah, it's um, you know there was so much that we were able to learn from the pandemic both uh, unfortunately and and I suppose prospectively in a fortunate way. Uh, And one thing that I think the pandemic really truly did underscore is that mental health issues affect all ages and all walks of life. And as a result, uh, our response as a city um, has been decidedly expansive. Uh, We were given uh $420 million uh, in funding from the American Rescue Plan in Toto. And we as a city, uh, with council approval, have dedicated 30 million uh, of that uh, total uh, to issues uh, improving our mental health uh services and our response over these next three years. Uh, we'll be working hand in hand with other programs. Uh, addressing issues like homelessness and violence, but there's a clear connection between mental health, mental illness, both diagnosed and undiagnosed, and um, other public health issues. In terms of the $30 million investment, uh, some of this echoes what Mayor Winnicky, uh is doing in Evansville. We're going to have $7.5 million um, dedicated to mental health delivery system reform uh, so that delivery systems can be improved through process uh, improvements and data analysis. That just simply had never been done in any kind of meaningful way before. We're using $7.5 million for added in-school mental health uh, services so that our young people who are struggling uh, with medical uh, uh, health challenges are getting the service that they deserve. We're actually uh, dedicating $4.1 million to behavioral health clinicians so that we can scale up what I believe is Indianapolis's understaffed uh, mental health workforce. Uh, as I said, we're dedicating $3.3 million to our Uh, homeless populations and providing better, more efficient, more effective mental health services for those who suffer from both temporary and chronic homelessness. We've added mental health support in our juvenile detention center uh, so that those who are already uh, experiencing some incarceration are also at the same time getting the treatment that they need while they are serving their Uh, time in the juvenile detention center. Uh, And then obviously um, uh, we also are partnering with Eskenazi, our our large public health hospital here um, to provide a mental health toolkit for community-based workers so that uh, those in community centers are better trained to, um, to assist those who are struggling with mental illness. As a final conclusive matter, We just want to be a city uh, that is made up of nearly a million people, but uh, one that is dedicated to a community interest to ensure that adequate mental health services are available to every resident in every demographic, especially low-wage residents and historically underserved populations. That's what we've learned from the uh, on the mental health uh, front from the uh, from the pandemic and I hope we're able to, to use these American rescue plan dollars in meaningful change uh, change ways
1: great uh, initiatives by in both your cities I think it's something that a lot of people can emulate around the state you know you talked a lot about serving the community as you should, of course what about within City Hall, mental health of your, your own workforce, uh, making sure that they have the resources they need, you know, particularly I think as it relates to, to public safety, um, any, anything interesting or, or cutting edge that either of you are doing in, in those
3: spaces within City Hall? And both of our large public safety agencies, Evansville Police Department and uh, Evansville Fire Department, very active peer support groups and employee assistance programs that are really uh, very active and robust. Uh, it's interesting, I, I think just sort of by accident because City Hall, when we were closed, I was one of probably 10 or 12 people that was here when everything else was closed down. But when people started coming back, I, I personally find that I'm asking people uh, really genuinely how they're doing. Uh, I think it's important that uh, not just because Joe and I are each mayors, but you know because we're human beings and we work with people. I think um, my sense is that people have a broader sense of obligation to their fellow, to their coworker or just fellow human being about finding out how they're doing. And you know that means you're taking ten minutes to ask them about how their weekend was and, and really dive into it and not just ask some ask some superficial question. I think that's really key, and we've encouraged. Uh, our department heads to really understand what's going on with, with their teams. And, you know, we don't have as many employees as Indianapolis, but we have 1,200. And it's, you know, that's a lot of people to try and keep track of and a lot of people to encourage to seek help when they think they need help. And we've not shied away from making that encouragement.
2: And, Matt, I would add uh, that uh, not only uh, as the mayor has indicated, Have we focused as well, expanding services and connectivity uh, to those services for our public safety personnel, as well as workers citywide, because those folks have experienced a disproportionate uh, amount of uh, challenge, whether that be through trauma uh, or the stress and the anxiety Uh, that they were constantly subjected to uh, now well into our, gosh, it's even hard to say, our third year uh, of of responding to these challenges. But we've also found that uh, beyond uh, the workforce uh, for the city of Indianapolis, which is always a top priority of ours, making sure that our city employees are well-served Um, with the stresses that they engage. But uh, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but at least in Indianapolis, we have found a disproportionate uh, number of people who uh, are struggling with poverty uh, and economic dislocation. Perhaps they've lost a job or uh, perhaps they um, have have simply been subject to a multi or an intergenerational level of anxiety that's brought on by a a number of different factors, including poverty, as well as, again, uh, historically underserved populations, black and brown residents of our city uh, who have borne the brunt of the pandemic in ways that many other residents Uh, have not necessarily uh, had to endure. So we've tried to share the wealth and make sure that the monies that have been made available to us are going in a very, very intentional and targeted ways to those aspects of our residents and our population who perhaps have been um, uh, unfortunately and disproportionately affected by the anxiety, by the dislocation, uh, and by the stresses and strains brought on by the pandemic, we all
1: have, or we all hear from those folks in in the community that say, "You know, Mayor Winnekee, stick to paving roads." Mayor Hog said, "Make sure the swimming pools are open on time." Do those kinds of things. Don't don't worry about things like mental health. You know, what do we say to those folks that? You know, I, I know we believe that there's a, a critical role for municipal government to play in the in tackling the mental health issue. But how do we address folks like that that don't believe it's really our our purpose in life to, to delve into such difficult and difficult well,
3: topics? I, I would say this: when people call the mayor's office, whether it's in Evansville, Indianapolis, or or Boonville, they they expect city government to respond in some way with some level of assistance. Mayors can't always get the city checkbook out and write a check to help fund a program, but mayors can be conveners. Uh, mayors can encourage other people in the community to come together to uh, fill a void. And I think that's what Mayor Hogshead and I and, and mayors all around Indiana are doing. We're filling a void. We're answering the needs of our constituents, and you know, the I, I think the I would almost say the old school of thinking that you know city government is only about paving roads and filling the potholes and making sure you, you, someone answers the phone when you call nine one one is old thinking. Uh, city government needs to be nimble. We need to be as responsive and as respectful as possible, and bring those agencies together to help city government. Be as responsive as possible.
2: Yeah, and Matt, I am glad your question also mentioned uh, our young people because you know good habits uh, start uh, when uh, when when people are young, um, and if you can uh, provide opportunities uh, for good habits uh, to find their ways into the lives of young people, I think the outcomes not just in the short run, but in the long run, uh, can be meaningful as well. That's why the city of Indianapolis is launching what we're calling our City Connects uh, in most all of our Far East Side schools this year to be able to help us identify students um, and their non-academic needs. Uh, whether that be typical anxieties that youth youth face, uh, whether that be the effect of social media uh, on people's um, uh, mental well-being and the levels of anxiety or anxiousness that they experience, or even larger issues. So we're working with parents and families on individualized plans for students to enjoy a level of success that perhaps in the past that they have not uh, always been able to enjoy. And, and, and as a final matter, um, we, we haven't made this officially uh, public yet, but we are examining something as simple as making our public park swimming pools uh, open to all young people in the city of Indianapolis for the summer months for free. Uh, Maybe not all day every day, uh, but designate times uh, late in the morning and throughout the afternoons, uh, when something as simple as being able to go to your city park, not have to pay for access to the pools and enjoy the fun uh, and the stress reduction that a beautiful summer day with your friends and maybe some of your family members uh, can be enjoyed for free. you know it you know mental health oftentimes gets categorized as okay well you need a clinician and you need a you know you need a place where you can uh, meet and talk and uh, and believe me, those are important aspects of, treatment and the well-being of our population but something as 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 stress reducing and as anxiety freeing as um you know a day at the pool that aren't isn't going to cost you anything um things as simple as that can make a uh, a world of difference so i i agree with mayor winnecke sure yeah you know i've got to take care of the roads and I gotta make sure that potholes get filled and I have to make sure that uh, the level of gun violence that too many of our larger urban areas are experiencing is reduced. Uh, but at the end of the day, the overall mental health, the overall uh, well being, um, and the stress and anxiety reduction, particularly during summer months, I think pays enormous dividends for our city uh, and its future. Appreciate
1: the uh, the thoughtful conversation on this topic. It's one that I think a lot of mayors are grappling with around the state, not just mayors, but the entire municipal government population as a whole. So I appreciate that. Switching gears, though, just a, a little bit. Can't let you get away without talking about some more traditional quality of place, quality of life type things that go on in, in cities and towns. Both your uh, cities are synonymous with with uh, amateur sports and sports in general. Um, you both have recently hosted major events for the NCAA. Uh, I know Mayor Hogsett, you've got a huge event coming up with the uh, swimming uh, championships that were announced, swimming and diving t- championships that were announced recently. Let's just spend a few minutes maybe talking about sports, one of my favorite subjects, and, and what your both your cities are doing to uh, build on what's already been a great
3: tradition. So several years ago, uh, five years ago, we uh, were able to nab, we'll say, the Ohio Valley Conference men's and women's basketball championships from the city of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Had been there for decades. Um, got it on a one-year trial run at the Ford Center, brand new facility. Well, it's ten years old, but it feels like it's still brand new. And uh, we were able to get that into a second year. They liked it so much, and then so it's been here now for for five years, we have one more year on our contract and I have every confidence that it will be here for a long period of time. Uh, Like the city of Indianapolis, the NCAA has a fondness for Evansville and the Ford Center for Division II basketball. We've been able to host the uh, Elite Eight five times in the last 10 years at the Ford Center. We've hosted it 27 times altogether. These are big events. the OVC break means like uh, 1,500 to 2,000 hotel nights. Uh, the NCAA Elite Eight is another 1,000 to 1,500 hotel nights. Um, our new Deaconess Aquatic Center uh, is so, I mean, it's really cool. Lily King walked into the, to the competition pool on the day we dedicated it in October and said, wow, there are D1 programs that don't have facilities like this. And as a result of that, we've landed the 2025 NCAA Division II National Swimming and Diving Championship. So uh, like Indianapolis, we've carved out a really nice niche of sports tourism. We understand that uh, Division II and Division III athletics need good uh, facilities. We're able to host those. We have a very strong sports corporation here. Eric Marvin leads that effort on our behalf. Deputy Mayor Steve Schaefer is the president of that board of directors. So a very active team that works on vo- uh, developing a volunteer base and corporate fundraisers that allows us uh, to bring these events. Um, one, of the, one of the big national events is actually held right next door in Warwick County, the Corn Ferry uh, Tour Championship hosted by United Leasing and Finance. Uh, Ron, Ron Romaine is the CEO of that organization. We're on uh, the Golf Channel for a week. Uh, worldwide exposure to uh, Southwest Indiana Uh, A lot of people work really hard because we understand that is uh, a really unique opportunity for our region.
2: Yeah, and uh, and Matt, uh, at risk of repeating myself, I mean, obviously, uh, the mayor has indicated both Indianapolis and Evansville uh, seem to be um, uh, home for a lot of NCAA events. Now, it certainly doesn't hurt Indianapolis to also be the home of the NCAA Uh, have their headquarters located uh, here in the downtown area.
3: I've talked about the tournaments we've
2: hosted, whether it be March Madness, whether it be the collegiate national collegiate um, championship football game, Uh, obviously to have the NBA here in town with the Indiana Pacers, to have the NFL here in town with the Indianapolis Colts. uh, The fact that uh, Indianapolis has played host to, The Pan American Games, um, several decades ago, most recently, we were the host of a Super Bowl uh, about 10 years ago. So uh, that has been fundamentally um, uh, advantageous for our community as a whole. But the the one thing I'd close with uh, is where you started, Matt, and that is the announcement was made just about a month ago. That the um, U.S. Olympic Swimming and Diving Championships trials um, are going to be held at Lucas Oil Stadium.
3: Oh wow! In, That's cool.
2: in, a, in a in a football <laughs> arena. There will be three Olympic size swimming pools. Now, don't ask me how they do that. Just day, but uh, we're excited, and I would simply uh, add for those listeners. Uh, who find these things, these historical anomalies fascinating. So we'll be hosting Indianapolis, uh, the Olympic Swimming and Diving Trials in 2024. A 100 years ago, in 1924, Indianapolis held the Olympic uh, Swimming and Diving uh, Trials. Um, at a pool at the time, is now, uh, was known as the Broad Ripple pool. But a hundred years ago in 1924, it hosted the Olympic trials. A hundred years later, we're gonna be hosting the Olympic trials at Lucas Oil Stadium. But historically speaking, and just coincidentally, in 1924, once that team was, uh, was decided, the U.S. team was sent to the Olympic games in 1924, in Paris, France. In 2024, 100 years later, we're hosting the Olympic trials yet again, and that will consist of a team of Americans who will compete in the Olympics in, you guessed it, Paris, France. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we're, we're having fun with all of that.
1: Pretty cool, I didn't know that story, Mayor. I'm, I'm glad to hear it though here, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Um, well, thanks to you both, I appreciate the time today. Uh, you both are uh, remarkable leaders. Thanks for all your assistance to AIM over the years. Thanks for all your work with the Indiana General Assembly. Uh, we continue to make progress. I'm gonna call it progress, uh, at least until they come back into session here in a few months, but I uh, appreciate you being with us today. Mayor Hogsett, Mayor Winicky. thank you
2: very much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matt.
0: The Same Hometown Innovations Podcast was sponsored by Commonwealth Engineers.